Diamondbacks are a wagon. Confirmed. Oh. Welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, soon to be your mayor of PHNX once again. This man next to me will not stop. He's going to do this the whole show. It's Mr. Electric himself. How can you Sean not when DePaz. those drums come in, dog? I know. It's it's just incredible. But uh, welcome in, you guys. Of course, we will be joined by Jesse Friedman from Chase Field here shortly. But the Arizona Diamondbacks, believe it or not, have won their fifth straight game and before the game Tori Lavallo had some interesting comments the team was working on some fundamentals like uh like bunting Uh, they had some bunting drills they were doing and when asked about it Tori uh had uh this to say in regards to what he feels the season is going to come down to um we got to be better at it it's it, plain and simple. We got to be better bunters. We we've had some opportunities early in the year. We were very successful at it. We felt like we came out of spring training hot and we trained ourselves right, uh, and then it slipped away from us. And maybe the technique got away from us. So we're going back to our spring training philosophy: get after the work and and have have more success at getting the bunt down. This is going to come down to one game. This this season's coming down to one game, 100%. Book it, book it. And I want to know when I put the bunt sign on that. That guy's got it. I don't want to worry if he has it. I want to put that bun sign on. I want him to think I got it. I want every face in the dugout to know he's got it because I've seen him work on it. That's how critical this is going to come down to for this team. Tori Lavallo says it will come down to one game. Yeah, We don't like that, but he could be right. This is an absolute dogfight in the wildcard standings, and victories like tonight's win could ultimately prove to be very, very important for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They win tonight against the Cincinnati Reds, uh, a game that they almost let slip through their fingers oh, after Merrill Kelly baby. pitched an absolute gem for this team. Hopefully, we will have some updates on Merrill Kelly. We haven't had a chance yet to uh, see, hear anything from the press conference. So, if you guys post anything in the chat, we'd love to hear if there was any updates on Merrill Kelly, but Jesse will be joining us, like I said here, in a little bit with some updates on that. But Merrill Kelly was absolutely at his best tonight. Seven innings pitched, one hit. One hit that, as Mr. Friedman uh, would point out when he texted to us, uh, could have easily been avoided. Yeah. Uh, but he would have been perfect leaving the game when he did. He he just gave up that one hit, no runs, no walks, 12 strikeouts. Merrill Kelly, absolutely phenomenal. Tied career high for the strikeouts, right? What's that? Yeah, tied yeah, high. tied a career high. And uh, hopefully this is just another situation where it was a cramp. Uh, that's what Coco Flojo says. It was just a cramp. It looked like that. It appeared to be a cramp. Yeah. He didn't really seem to be in too much pain, but yeah. he looked to be disappointed. And based on his pitch count, like many of you are saying, like we are potentially suggesting, this this looked like it was going to be potentially a complete yeah. game for Merrill Kelly. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, I mean, he had his stuff, right? We were talking about it during the thing. It's just another one of those Merrill starts where you look up and it's the sixth inning and he only has 65 pitches. And you're like, What? Yeah, how, like how did how? how did we get here? How did we I don't get remember here? any how of it? How does he do it's this? It's like when you're driving somewhere and then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, I don't remember driving for the last three minutes. Uh, how did I not get in an accident? Yeah, or like when I had to drive all the way to Saul Bookman's house yeah, and I just at one point just black kind of, out. And you, yeah, blacked you, you, out. You wake up and you all of a sudden I was like, you're oh there wow, like, it wasn't as bad as I thought. It was how did be. we even get here? Yeah. I'm, I'm, we got here in one piece, so I'm not complaining about it, but I don't really know how we got here. But yeah, it's he's gonna be calling the mainstay for a reason. He is the mainstay, but any concerns to you that he keeps having cramps? I mean, like I said 
to you guys earlier, he he's always talking lately about how hot it is at, yeah. at Chase Field, which it is very muggy. It has been very muggy the last couple of times that he started out there. So I'm like not surprised that he's complaining about it. But um, yeah, I, I mean, just considering once again that he had the blood clot in his leg yeah. and now he's had a couple of cramps and that since then that's required him to leave the game. It's it just it kind of sucks. Yeah, it definitely it feels. Oh, it was a right hamstring. That's a little bit better than it a, feels than a, weird than because I mean it keeps cramp. it keeps kind of being somewhat like it's the same stuff. It keeps being leg yeah. things, and I mean Corbin's presser or, or just interview after the game. He gave he was t- they asked him like how just how good was Merrill tonight and he gave what to me seemed like kind of a weird response he was just like he said he was great whatever and then he kind of paused and he was just like he, he's just really been battling for us and then he was like he's obviously been dealing with some and he kind of like paused and it's like some, some weird injury things and it, it made it seem like you know Merrill's really been kind of dealing with something that might be more than it just being hot and him not being hydrated enough. Yeah. Like it kind of seems like there's something going on there. Uh, that's just me maybe reading too much into that one Corbett interview. But still, regardless, whether even if it is just cramps, like he's clearly it clearly is a thing that keeps popping up. And for him to keep coming out and giving such consistent performances, even though he does keep having this problem, um, he just makes I mean, what would he accomplish if he if he wasn't? cramping yeah no kidding we're experiencing those leg leg cramps uh he's had 11 strikeouts on august 14th against colorado rockies nine strikeouts against the minnesota twins uh and then peppered in between uh some smaller strikeout performances against the dodgers and the padres but uh still this one very very good his best start of the season and it's very good to hear that he is doing okay that's bringing up a good point it's not it's not hot in october Oh yeah, especially if in in October in Philadelphia, That's right? Or I mean, like right. October in Los Angeles, That's right? Is, he's is just, nice. He's just training his body, but October uh, in Milwaukee, yeah. The Diamondbacks did almost blow this. Oh man, wonderful yeah, they game. tried. They really did. They almost tried to blow this wonderful outing for Merrill Kelly. Uh, let's talk about the bases loaded bl- blunder there in the seventh inning uh, because it was fairly inexcusable, right? The Arizona Diamondbacks had bases loaded. Uh, was it no outs? I believe. I believe so. Yeah, we believe it was no outs. Yeah. Uh, they somehow get a Jace Peterson double, and yet I, I'll tell you, if you didn't watch the game, they only scored one run. How that happened, I still can't answer to this day. But basically, uh, from what we could see, it sa- it seemed like there was just uh, a, a backup in traffic here. Yeah. If you can see here. I feel like kind of everyone is to blame. Uh, everyone except Cattell Marte, I'm going to say, is is at fault here. Okay. First. So we have we have here on the base path, uh, we have Gabriel Moreno over there at third base. We have yeah. Tony Perezjika here on the left side of the screen. He is putting up the stop sign. Uh, then we have Cattell Marte on second, kind of off second, more likely. Uh, and then second, Jace yeah. Peterson almost two second, into second over yeah. there in between first and second. Yeah. Uh, so basically what had happened was it looked like Perezjika put up the stop sign for Gabby Moreno. But at that point, Cattell and Jace were both overly committed to advancing yeah. on, on the base path. I think... Yeah, I, like I was saying, I think there's a hand, like there's a few different people to blame here. I think the natural reaction was to blame Tony P. Yeah. Um, which I understand. Yeah. And I do think he is at, at in part to blame here. Just for, for maybe, you just have to send him at this point. Yeah, right. right? Like you can make the argument that you, he should be more aggressive here and should send him. I think what's important to put into context here is that the, the, the hit, I don't think it was as obvious to the players as it was to the viewers that it was 
going to be a hit and not an out. And so I think the base runners were staying relatively close to their bags. They weren't, you know, they weren't running on contact necessarily. Um, so I think what happens here is they're holding up, but Jace Peterson, who got a hit for the first time in eight years, it feels like, and was just excited to see the ball hit the grass, <laughs> really was just running full speed around yeah. the bag. Yeah. Did not fully realize that his base runners were were where they were at, where they were at. Right. Yeah. So now they're in a, in a situation where you basically have two guys on second base. At this point, I think Tony needs to notice that stopping somebody here is going to be chaos yeah. because you basically have two people at one base. In his defense, I think he's throwing up that stop sign a long time ago, and Gabby's coming so hard into third that he doesn't notice it. Like at this point, Tony's got the hand up, Gabby's got his head down, rounding yeah. third. Yeah. Um. So I don't think he notices it th there. So, Gab but I do think at, at a certain point Tony needs to send him. But if Jace Peterson does his job, pays attention, stops Jace at first, forgot how to act. Yeah. If Jace Peterson stops at first and Tony stops. Gabby at third, none of this happens because the only reason Gabby gets out at home later on is because uh, uh, Jace Peterson is at second and yeah. is basically jogging back to first yeah. and Gabby thinks he can catch the defense sleeping, which he almost did do. If if Jace hadn't gone so aggressively into second and paid attention and, t and Gabby stopped at third like he originally did, it's bases loaded, run, run, scored, no outs. Yeah. Yeah, a, a completely right. fine situation. I get that you want Tony to be more aggressive and it looks worse there later, but it happened the other night where everyone was screaming that Tony should have been more aggressive. Yeah. And then they ended up scoring the winning run. Mm -hmm. They ended up winning that game because they he kept Cattell at third and they were able to knock him in later. Right. So I... I, I and, and everybody else was able to get back and it, look, it would appear like yeah. Moreno only went because he thought that yeah, Cattell it, was kind of hung out to dry in between it, second it and was, third. A risky base running decision, but I don't think it was necessarily a bad one. I I can't I, I, say Jace Peterson Devils, is the worst player he ever had. Mace Devil hits it. He said even Jace's success. Yeah, is man, yeah. true. It's yeah. so accurate. <laughs> the guy didn't know what to do after he got a hit in a clutch situation. Well, so it's just like there needs to be it's more just, awareness of yeah, where your base runners this is, are at. Well, there. this goes back to what I was what Tori was saying. I know he was talking about bunting, but these are the kind of egregious mistakes you can't yeah. make. This was one of the worst base running situations I feel like they've had. They've definitely had some bad ones, especially lately in the second half of this season. And they've had some big mistakes yeah. that they made on the base path. But this one, yeah. I think why it was so frustrating was bases loaded, no outs, and Jace Peterson got what appeared to be a base clearing double right, like out of someone and that instead, you didn't expect you, anything from. Yeah, and instead you get like I understand I understand the Reds playing the ball well and getting it in and I understand Jace maybe needing to stay at first, but it really feels like that should have been at least a first and third with Cattell on third, Jace on first yeah. and Moreno uh is scoring as well. So it was just luckily a situation it, that Corbin Carroll saved us all from because it, yeah. oh my god. The minute Merrill Kelly leaves the game, the Reds are able uh to go up by by one run, Corbin Carroll then picks the best possible time to hit his first home run in the last 30 days. In the last 30 days, July 23rd was the last time Corbin Carroll hit a home run. <laughs> As was, they were saying, going into great detail on it, was it on incredible. the broadcast. Yeah. The timing on it was like scripted. I couldn't believe it. And me and Sean were also talking about this as well, like, Dude needs to figure it out. Yeah, it's been we were so long. We were because I was joking earlier about Nick McLean hitting a home run in this game and and spitting in, in, in Corbin's face as he runs the bases <laughs> and steals the the rookie of the year from him. Yeah. But um, 
Nah, yeah, they, like I mean, everyone knew. Like, like we were talking about. Yeah, he's been playing well, but you want to see him put one over the fucking wall. Yeah, like you want to get him back to being. Yeah, he's been Corbin Carroll. You want him to be Corbin fucking Carroll. Again. We want him. He, we want him to be him. Yeah, exactly. He hadn't be been that him. for a while, so it was good yeah. to see him, especially in such a massive moment. Finally, it was, it was just beautiful. Get a home run. <laughs> yeah, it was, and and with and and with a man on base too, which is something the Diamondbacks haven't done uh, a great job of doing lately, but. Uh, Paul Seawalt comes in, closes the door in the ninth inning. Uh, of course, he does have to make things a little interesting, but he does it without giving up a run. This man continues to be great for this team. Even, yeah. even when he's not good, he's still somehow great. Yeah. Uh, eight games now in a row without giving up a run. Seventh save as a member of the D-backs. Two away from tying McGuff for the team lead in saves. I mean, that's not counting the ones that he brought over with him from the Mariners. So, uh, again, he's been very good. But uh, it's one of those rare occasions where we really couldn't decide on just one King Snake. <laughs> so we're just going to give it to two. Uh, let's give it to Merrill Kelly. Uh, Merrill Kelly, seven innings pitch, one hit, zero runs uh, given up, 12 strikeouts. Probably would have gone nine. Uh, and you know what? That's fine. We'll just give it to Merrill Kelly. I'm just going to give it to Merrill I Kelly. Mean, I mean, Corbin Carroll, that's home run is good too. But Merrill Kelly, just absolutely outstanding for this team. And luckily, nobody in the chat today is coming for us for, for doing this. So we don't have to make any last-minute adjustments. I wanted to give it to Jace Peterson. Uh, but I was told no. No, you no, uh, no I didn't. You absolutely uh, I mean, yeah, Merrill, like – it, it doesn't feel like it, they win this game with any other pitcher on the mound. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to the super chat. There was a super chat up there with a question actually about Merrill. Uh, Chris C said, what did you, what did you believe Merrill Kelly's Kelly ceiling was when he started playing with the D backs? I don't believe it was this Chris. No. It absolutely was not. It wouldn't, he wouldn't be on this it contract. This. If that's, if this was, if this was what it was supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe we could have prayed for, uh, high you know three era maybe we could have prayed for him to come out and you know give this team six six innings how, you how know? different do you think his ceiling was from zach davies i think i think the expectations might have been fairly similar but a little bit higher for merrill kelly but merrill kelly also had the caveat like scott mcguff did of he hasn't pitched yeah in, in the major in major league baseball in a long time so like that that idea or the fact that he's he was a korea pitcher and and he comes over here i i feel like that would have been like a all right well since he didn't do that well like zach yeah. davies is a little different because i feel like as a major league pitcher we expected a little bit more out of yeah, him, yeah, you know. That's fair. So, yeah. but Merrill Kelly again. I think I think it felt fairly like high, low reward or, or low risk, high reward with yeah. with Merrill Kelly, and it ended up being a much higher reward than mm -hmm. I'm sure the Diamondbacks even could have imagined. Uh, also, BCom see clearly. Thank you for your super chat. Says uh, I'll take take it for what it is right now, and that's the Diamondbacks winning some baseball games, dubs and that's dub. that's all we need. Some dubs. dubs. Dub. You know, this is this is a team right now that has once again figured out how to win baseball games. I don't understand how they turned it around. I don't have any answers for that. But what I do know is I'm glad they did because this team is once again playing like the team that we all kind of uh, became infatuated with earlier this season that just was was so fun to watch. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, even, even this game, Miguel Castro, I know a lot of people are going to question Tori bringing him in instead of Kevin Ginkle or another option. I also question that too. I don't really know, especially in a game that was this tight, why you wouldn't have gone with what you consider to be your best, you know, your 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 best reliever outside of Paul Seawald right now. But yeah. I, I'm sure matchups and other things had yeah. to do with it. Uh, also, 
I don't know. It still continues to feel like no matter what Tory does at yeah, times. You can't use Ginkle and Seawald in every outing. Like yeah, at a certain exactly. You've got to pitch the guys that you have in your roster. Exactly. That's 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 uh, well said. Well said. And and with that, uh, we're just going to say the Diamondbacks are a goddamn wagon. They are. They goddamn are. Goddamn wagon. So uh, put your money on them. Go to the Betting Gym Sportsbook. Throw some money on them over there. Maybe get down on a the lot of money swing on. for the fences mm, promotion. Definitely get down on the swing for the fences. Swing, swing for the it's 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 free boosts. It's free boost and it's fun to play. All you have to do is log into your BetMGM Sportsbook app uh, and then play the BetMGM MLB free to play game between now and September seventh. You're a batter and you pick an area of the strike zone and depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, you'll you'll get some sort of hit or a home run or you'll pop out and you will get the prize associated with whatever you selected. Prizing must be used on Major League Baseball and does expire in 24 hours. Uh, and of course, uh, you can play it once a day. So make sure to get on it. Get, make, if you're making MLB uh, bets, make sure to boost those bets uh, from that MLB free-to-play game. Swing for the fences right now with BetMGM. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and you will receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Well, we thank you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now. We always love it when you comment, like Aaron Hughes's comment right here that says, guys, I'm sorry to break it to you, but this means Castro's option has vested. Uh, and what Aaron is talking about is the number of appearances that Miguel Castro had in his contract this year that immediately causes it to uh, be uh, picked up for next season. So Miguel Castro unless he's traded, will be a part of the Arizona Diamondbacks next year. Uh, someone else had Castro's back. Piece of Yoshi said, uh, Castro pitched well in the Rangers series. He absolutely did, but he pitches a third time in four days and struggles. Overusage is definitely a big problem with, uh, yeah, right. with, with, I, I, with Castro. That's one thing I feel like people a lot of times struggle to keep in context when they talk about relievers is like, it's not these aren't starting pitchers where like their workload is relatively consistent throughout a year like they can relatively say they're pitching once every five days yeah. like whenever you're talking about a the recent performance of a reliever you have to talk about how much he's been used recently yeah because that definitely matters yep. um and so yeah it's important important context yeah that he's <laughs> he's he, him and chafin were overused early on yeah. in the season and and uh that's still happening for Miguel a bit now. But uh, again, if you're here on the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe to the channel, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Leave us a thumbs up. We always appreciate that. That's that's our attaboy. Like we just needed, we just need attaboys stacked up tall so we feel good about ourselves. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, uh, you can't give us a thumbs up, but you can leave us a review. And most importantly, you can subscribe to us. That's what we would love you to do. Uh, if you haven't 
purchased a diehard membership yet, signed up for a diehard membership yet, do it now. Go over to gophnx.com and you can get our brand new t-shirt as your free shirt from the phnxlocker.com. This little snake wrapped around a bat. I love it so much. And of course, you can get yours today. Uh, you also get 20% off all future purchases with your membership. You get members only discounts with our partners. Uh, you get a gift certificate from Mountain Mike's Pizza. You get a Dobson Ranch Ranch card. You get access to our members only Discord lounge. You get Jesse's newsletter, Full Count, and all the newsletters from all of our writers around this joint uh and so much more so sign up today become a member uh and go pick up this shirt this oh shirt my God, is it's awesome so fucking fire. This, i love this shirt so much i've already ordered it myself uh sefer is it is now i think i'm mispronouncing your name but sefer uh says how about the ahmed performance laugh my ass off lawler please yes we all want lawler please we want lawler soon enough and thank you for the super chat but let's let's look at that shirt again. Mm. that is absolutely fire snake. i love it i love that teal outline it's just oh the... man yeah yeah it is it really is the icing on the cake there um yes and az sports girl you do have to get it especially can, if you're going to continue to use me as your avatar <laughs> image there but it's our nicest d-back shirt it I really so. is i will be getting it i like I, I like all the snakes wrapped around bats our other our other snakes wrapped our rattler shirt that's what we call him uh that one's good too but uh, might get a bit confusing the considering states, we have a team called the Rattlers around here. But true, uh, one person we haven't talked enough about tonight yeah. is probably a person that could have gotten a King Snake himself, uh, and that is one and only Mr. Diamondback, Mr. Diamondback, Gabriel Moreno, Gabriel Moreno. Yeah, Gabriel Moreno uh, has been incredible for this team. In fact, uh, he was three for four tonight. I believe that's what he finished at. I could be wrong about that because I haven't looked but uh he is yeah three for four tonight uh of course yeah he did have that base running blender but uh he also leads the arizona diamondbacks in a very important category and that is defensive runs saved let's take a look at where he stacks up in regards to everybody else uh for defensive runs saved on the team it's high uh, 13 alec thomas is the next closest with eight and then shockingly lordis guriel yeah with seven Seawalk with six that. and Dominic Fletcher with four. <laughs> Dominic Fletcher being are you are you surprised by this list of five? Y yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you look a little. You look a little. I mean, mainly Lourdes. I mean, Alec spent a lot of time. I mean, Alec is a terrific defensively, obviously, but he spent a decent amount of time in Reno, so I'm a little surprised to see that he's up there. But uh, and then Lourdes. I mean, it's the big surprise for me because. Every time a ball gets hit to left field, I hold my breath because he, he never takes a good route and he never yeah. makes it look easy. Yeah. Um, but I guess he's getting the outs. Like, he, it's been a while, I guess, that I've seen him actually fuck up in left field. Well, so and, like, and defensive runs saved is such a weird um, thing, too, because of the way that they they determine it. There's There's a lot of factors that go into this, but, like, outfielders tend to have, like, some things in, in regards to positioning and where they're, you know, the route that they took mm -hmm. and things like that, that like, for instance, that Alec Thomas catch the other night where they said that he, it was 65% catch probability. And it was based on the fact that like he took a bad route to the ball that made it, you know, as hard to get to or whatever. Right. So mm -hmm. like, that's kind of the stuff that they take into account. But with Gabby, I think it's just been more about his ability to gun out runners on the base path. He's been incredibly effective there at, at putting out, you know, runners attempting to steal. Uh, and I mean, he's just honestly so much better 
than the other catchers the Diamondbacks have. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they they DFA'd Carson Kelly. And when you take a look at Jose Herrera, Jose Herrera is minus seven for defensive runs saved. That's minus <laughs> seven. I do believe he is the worst. He has the worst defensive run save metrics for the team. Uh, the Diamondbacks are now 46 and 37 with Gabby Moreno in the lineup. I think Gabby is the wagon. He is like I think he might be the entire. He's the horse wagon. that is pulling the wagon. That's for damn sure. Yeah, he's Mr. Diamondback. I don't know he's what you Mr. want me to tell you. He's Mr. Diamondback. He is the heart and soul of this team. Yeah. I say it every day. Look at the poverty franchise. It is the St. Louis Cardinals. They don't have a catcher. And, and look at they haven't or they don't have a catcher. Yadier Molina left, and now they suck. Look at the New York Yankees. They haven't been fucking relevant since Jorge Posada left. You need a good catcher, and the Diamondbacks have a good catcher, and now they're winning baseball games. I hate to break Jacob Franklin's heart. Uh, and he might be right because the biggest thing about Gabriel Moreno is that it allowed the Diamondbacks to move on from Carson Kelly. It allowed the Diamondbacks to have a catcher now behind the plate that they believe in both offensively and defensively. And that can do all of the things like it, it almost felt like at times that they were trying to have two catchers that were able to do all of the yeah. thing that one catcher could do. But Moreno has just been outstanding back there. Um, and And even though. Uh, that this trade looks very good for the Arizona Diamondbacks in regards to their trade with the Toronto Blue Jays. I do have to let you guys know that Dalton Varsho has 20 Ooh. defensive runs saved. 20. Um, yes, it's 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 more than Gabby, uh, but but if you combine Lourdes and Gabby, they have 20 defensive runs saved together. So it's a push. And also, Dalton can't hit. Yeah. All right. That's so. fine. That's uh, he's not wrong about that. But uh, what I will say is that this team continues to be surprising. Uh, yet it's n- not surprising when Gabriel Moreno is behind the plate. Like he yeah. seems to be a big part of the reason why. When you look at when they struggled, uh, he was not in the lineup. And you know, since he's been back in the lineup, the Diamondbacks were able to get things back on track and have now returned to their winning ways. So it's official. We're declaring uh, Gabriel Moreno Mr. Diamondback. He is Mr. Diamondback. Um, I'll have to contact my sash guy. His statue will be built um, like like, uh, Tony Gwynn's. Yeah. And we'll say Mr. Diamondback under it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Uh, the wild card standings continue to get wilder. Do we have the wild card standings, Damon? Let's take a look at those. Uh, this is good. This is good. We're back. We're back in it, you guys. We're I like back. it. Uh, we're a little bit closer to the Phillies. Two and a half games back from them. Half a game back from the Cubs still. Uh, and this is uh, starting to look like the Diamondbacks are 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 edging out. The Marlins now two games back uh, in the hunt, and it 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 feels like. Things are are rolling in the D-backs direction. Again, they have a lot of games left against the Cubs, the Giants, and three more against the Reds. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see how the rest of this series plays out. Uh, Today, Torrey Lavello talked about the reason why he swapped Merrill Kelly and Brandon Fott in the uh, starting rotation. And he basically said that it lines up much better for Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly to be one and two for their big marquee matchups that they have coming up for the big important, you know, uh, yeah. uh, games, series, series yeah. that they have, you know. And so it, it feels like the Diamondbacks are now kind of adapting to playoff mode and getting yeah. themselves ready for that. Do you want to read off the standings for the audio people? Yeah, I would love to do that. So right now, the you know, you still have the Braves, Dodgers, and Brewers leading their divisions. Uh, and then in the wild card teams, you have right now in, in the first spot, the Phillies, uh, at 69 and 58 with a two and a half game lead over the final spot. 
Cubs at 67 and 60 with a half a game above the final spot and the D-backs in that final spot at 67 and 61. Just behind them, you got the Giants and the Reds, both a half game back, and then the Marlins, like I said, now have dropped two back. Uh, yeah. and, and we're climbing. We're, we're not only over the top of Mount 500, but we're... We're trucking up that bitch. Let's get that little, let's get that little Marte going up the mountain. Uh, it's it's yodeling season, baby. It's yodeling season. I thought season. we were never going to see that again. Yeah, I really, because we, uh, we made, we a, we made one days. where he's going down the mountain. It's very sad. It's dark. We don't want to see and, that and one there were some There were some really dark days there. We're, we're acting over the But yeah, I mean, look at it, the wall. The, there were standings. The Diamondbacks by no means have this under control, but it does seem nope. like it is it is tightening up a little bit. The 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 party of of, of teams that that have a chance is tightening up. You mentioned the yeah, uh, that that game and that two games back that the Marlins are means a lot more than it did when the, the Diamondbacks were that a, a few weeks Absolutely. ago. Absolutely, right? like, fuck the Marlins. They uh, might as well be out of it. Yeah, as far so as I'm tightening concerned. up. Obviously, like we were talking a few weeks ago about the Padres still potentially having a yeah. chance. I don't really think that's in the cards. I mean, I, I guess it still is, but it obviously is. day by day it becomes less and less likely these uh, teams are all winning a lot right now which yeah. at a point when the diamondbacks were losing they were all losing a yeah, lot right? like except the cubs because that's how the cubs crept up from out of nowhere and yeah. got into this race right but like right now that could easily happen where these teams kind of all struggle there for a little bit and 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 those padres could just go on a streak and and find their way back mm -hmm. in it everything's close enough right now that anything can happen uh and that's why tory is saying that he is 100 percent sure that this is going to come down to one game and I, I i'm starting to believe that myself but i think more than anything how much fun is this next month of baseball going to be like oh man yeah i mean this is everything's going to matter we everything is going to matter and even even if the diamondbacks struggle there there's still a chance with the teams that they have ahead of them uh in the wild card that they're still playing for them to make up ground uh yeah. i i love the three you know, wild card oh, spot. Yeah. Like we it wouldn't even it, be discussed. Yeah. Like, yes, the Diamondbacks would be right there behind the Cubs for the final spot if there were only two. But man, this but, just makes it so much ooh, more fun. Those, 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 those dark days would have been a lot darker with two wild card spots. Yeah. I'll say that yeah. it would have been a lot. It would have seemed a lot less uh, or a lot more bleak. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's gonna it is gonna be awesome. As like a pure baseball fan, like this is what you want to see. You want to see teams competing. You don't want to see the season be decided a month before it's over. Right. Um, which I mean, rarely happens. But like. It, it, it is going to be awesome to see. I mean, if the playoff, if, if the playoffs were, if we were heading into the last series of the season, there's five different teams that could take up. I mean, technically, there's there's six different teams yeah. that could take up those yeah. wild card spots. Yeah, it's crazy, so, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be in one. Um, and I mean, we're also like the stakes get higher. You see teams collapse. I mean, obviously I mention it all the time. Grew up a Red Sox fan. Like Terry Francona lost his job as a Red Sox, as a Red Sox manager because of a massive collapse they had. So like, Teams collapse. Yeah. You don't know. I'm we not, watch, I'm not we saying the Diamondbacks collapse. Yeah, I'm not saying me? that we're coming for the Dodgers, but just uh, but in the general baseball sense, like you know, the, the the Brewers have always kind of been hanging on to that top spot. They have a few bad series, and all of a sudden they're out of the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. no, yeah, so, for sure. Same thing with the Reds right now. Like the Diamondbacks have all the reason in the world all the motivation in the world to yeah. sweep this series with the Reds. Not only do they tiebreaker. need to win every game, but the tiebreaker yeah. is so crucial considering the only other time they played the Reds, they swept them in a three game series. So uh, these there's, there's you're absolutely right. If the diamondbacks achieve that, the Reds could just be out of it like that completely. If, yeah. if, if Miami, you know, creeps up or, you know, if the Padres have, have a good series or a couple of good wins. Right. right. But if this series had gone the way the last Reds series had gone, all of a sudden the Reds could be leading the central. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. So like, it's, it's the playoffs are awesome. Baseball is awesome. This, this is so good. It's so much fun. But uh, of course, if you're talking about fun, you got to stop by Circle K mm. just to see us on the uh, gas pumps. Like, Can't have fun without snacks. You don't even. Yeah, I mean, go get some snacks and then watch us on the gas pumps, and that's a fun afternoon right there in itself. But uh, Circle K does have the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and premium gas. You can stock up at Circle K. Uh, it's America's thirst stop. But again, if we're on the gas pumps. Uh, we understand the thirst. Ayo. Uh, also, right now, you can get deals such as buying Powerade's four for $5 and be entered to win, uh, potentially win, a 2023 Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV that you do have to fight Sean for. Uh, and Damon is also involved in that as well. It's a very confusing situation. Uh, they also have buy two, get one free Monster Energy drinks and buy two, get one free Beatbox Hard Tea. So do not miss out on all of this great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. But you don't need to do that. You know where Circle K's are. They're all around you. You see mm. them all the time. You know where your closest one is. You might even be like my friend Rock and like know the cashier by their first name and stuff. So uh, also while you're there, uh, say hello to your favorite cashier and pick up some Four Peaks beer or True. pick it up wherever you get your beer. It is the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks and I'm drinking a delicious Hop Knot IPA right now myself. One of my favorite beers that they make. But of course they have a wide variety of beers. You can try out all of their beers at the uh, Four Peaks Draft Room. They have all of their beers there available on draft. It's located on the suite level at Chase Field down the first baseline and it is a great place to watch a Diamondbacks game from can also join us for our takeover events. We will be meeting for our takeover on September 5th at the Four Peaks Draft Room. So make sure to stop by there. You can check out the events page in our show notes to find dates and tickets for that. You can also check out fourpeaks.com slash events to stay up to date on everything Four Peaks. And stay up to date with them uh, at their social on four, uh, at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub. You can keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and please drink responsibly. Uh, well, we are very excited, of course, to get some updates from Chase Field, and we are joined now by the one and only Jesse Friedman, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. How you doing, sir? How is Merrill Kelly doing, most importantly? Yeah, Merrill is good. Uh, Merrill seems to be totally fine. Uh, I don't know what, what updates you guys might have heard up to this point, but it is a right hamstring cramp, uh, yeah, the exact same issue that Merrill had in his start about two weeks ago. I believe it was on August 9th. The ex pretty much the exact same thing happened. Not at all connected to uh, the issue blood that clot. he had with his calf. Yeah, not yeah. not connected to the blood clot once again. So, yeah, it's it, it's good news and bad news in a sense, right? I mean, it's very good news in that there's no long-term sort of concern in, in terms of like Merrill not making his next start or anything that that's not even really a question it doesn't sound like but there is maybe some long-term concern in terms of like you you can't have Merrill in like you know game two of the wild card round like having to leave a start in the fifth inning because of cramping right like that's yeah. just not something that you can really have happen and he was very frustrated with that after the game you know, he hates being removed from games as it is. Obviously, Merrill is the kind of guy who really prides himself with the number of innings that he throws. Um, and, you know, especially in a, in a game like this that was pivotal. And, you know, it kind of looked for a second there, like Merrill being removed from this game an inning earlier than he might have otherwise could have proved to be the difference in this one, right? The D-backs bullpen uh, came out in the eighth inning. It was a bit of a tough spot. Kyle Nelson, you know, entered early a little bit unexpectedly. Uh, the, the Reds countered, put a, put a pinch hitter to, to face him and Nick Senzel. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Reds instantly scored two runs the moment the bullpen enters the game when Merrill Kelly 
was on an incredible run. I don't know if I've ever seen Merrill Kelly pitch like he did no. tonight. It was no. it was incredible, incredible stuff. And, so and he was so in the efficient. long term. Yeah, he he was incredible. Um, but yeah, in the long term, the D backs need to figure this out, and and they sounded very intent on figuring out whether it's a hydration issue. Um, Merrill said he's going to meet with the nutritionist and, and try to come up with a plan. This is an issue he's had in years past. Uh, he said he's had this issue in Korea. I think it popped up a little bit back in, in 2019. So it's something he's had some experience with in the past, but the D-backs are, are hopeful they can get this figured out so it doesn't happen again. Jesse, this is why I'm always telling you to drink say, water. This is why I'm say. always worried that you're not drinking enough water. I'm so worried you're going to cramp up. It's 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 insane. I was just I, like it's my worst fear, and see now it's happening to Merrill. But yeah, well, I no. mean the the load that I put on my body, you know, every day is pretty similar to the load that Merrill put on his. <laughs> it absolutely today, is. So I've I can seen understand. you. You're a beast. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I imagine things are still pretty high there, though. Even though Merrill had this cramp, I'm sure he's pretty proud of his performance. And I mean, this team, considering they kind of blew it after he pitched such a such a gem and then we're able to come back and, and win it. Uh, I imagine uh, the, the motions are fairly high tonight. I, yeah, I, I think that's true. That's like mostly true. Um, but you could tell Tori was not happy with what happened in the seventh yeah. inning. Yeah. Uh, that was the kind of thing that uh, it, it, frankly, it reminded me of when I play MLB the show and I'm really bad at like, <laughs> that's exactly really bad at what I said. said, exactly. I turned to Damon and I said, I was, that's exactly what I was doing last night. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I was Jace Peterson. I was running no matter what. Sending all the runners <laughs> like, I'm with going. the R2 button. Yeah, I'm, going. Button, I'm not looking, know? I'm going. Yeah, for sure. I think we have, I don't know if we have that clip. Maybe we have that clip of Tori Lovello. Yeah, talking. we do. We do. Yeah, yeah. here we go. What happened on the base run? You know, up or what caused that snap on the seven? Um, I don't know, Doc. I do we even win this game? I've been blacked out since it happened. I don't even know what happened. I was so mad. So, um, man, you can dissect it a thousand different ways. Everybody has responsibilities um, on that play. Uh, you know, the easy target is to say the third base coach made a mistake. Coaching third base, the big leagues is extremely difficult. TP's body clock, his game clock, his clock is on, and he's usually spot on. He does a really nice job over there. So, um, you know, he's he's easy target. But I think there was some just fundamental miscues by where we were standing in, in proximity to the bases, tagging up, not tagging up. Um, we we got we got to figure that out. Um, I don't know exactly. I haven't had a chance to look at it, but only one time. Um, and I just became too frustrated at it, so I'll have to look at it a little bit more in depth. But I think everybody had a little bit of responsibility, um, including the hitter runner. You know, it's like you, you think everybody's exempt, but n nobody is. We just got to be a little bit more situationally aware in that situation. It went from potentially a game where it would have been two, three, maybe four, nothing coming off of that field, and it was one, nothing. Once again, I want to bridge over to how 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 focused our guys got when they needed to to win a game despite some really frustrating times. This team was extremely frustrated. Every every coach, every player, the trainers, everybody was frustrated after that play. But we regrouped and won the game. Blacked out and still doesn't know if they won the game. I understand. I can relate. I can having blinding anger myself, I could absolutely relate to that, Jesse. 
That was kind of a refrain that Tori used multiple times in this post-game interview, honestly. Like, I don't know. Like, if we asked him anything after the seventh inning, he was like, I don't know what happened after the seventh inning. I was just pissed off about this base running blunder. Uh, but it was, I mean, frankly, it was that level of egregious. Like, this yeah. is the kind of thing you just cannot have happen. Jace Peterson, you know, a guy who has who has struggled, obviously, since coming over to the D-backs. He gets an enormous hit. The bases are loaded with nobody out. A one-hopper off the right field fence. And I just, like, up in the press box, uh, I you know, I see Tony Paris Chica, like, motioning to the guy rounding third. And my natural assumption is the D-backs have already scored two runs, and, and he's, like, deciding whether to send the third run or not. That's what's supposed to happen when the bases are loaded and you hit a one-hopper off the fence. Yeah. But no, right? That was Gabby Moreno. That's the guy who was on second base who did not score on a pitch that one hopped the fence. It, it was it was a really unfortunate play for the D-backs. And uh, as Tori described there, there's a lot of responsibility that, that goes around. Gabby got a bad read. Uh, Jace Peterson, as much as he should have had a double on that play, he didn't. And so he shouldn't have rounded first and gotten mm-hmm. all the way basically to second base. Um, and Tony Perez-Chica also should probably have just sent Gabby. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a great look at that live in the moment, but I have to believe that Gabby, with his speed, even though he didn't get a great read, he should be able to score from second base on on a one hopper off the fence. So uh, just an all around blunder for the Diamondbacks. You could tell uh, that people were very disheartened over this. But as Tori talked about, uh, you know, he went back over and over in that interview to the Diamondbacks being able to hold it together and find a way to win this game, something that you get the sense they would not have done as of a few weeks ago. Patel was the only one that didn't seem like he did anything wrong there. He kind of just got yeah. caught in between. Yeah. Patel was innocent. He did a good Patel job of getting back to second. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, right. And Jesse, you even, like, that was the wild thing was you're there, you have the press box view. And the first thing you did after that play was over was text us what the hell just happened. <laughs> and that's because none of us knew, none of us knew the answer to that. Like, literally, we watched it, I think. You know, we 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 don't often like rewind the broadcast and stuff, but we did our best to try I was to break the CSI down. on him. Yeah, I was he really going frame he by his frame. computer and like frame by framed it just because we had no idea who really was at fault. Well, yeah, because here. I mean, like Tori said, the obvious the obvious target there is a third base coach, and also I think Tony yeah. has been under a little bit of fire from D backs fans on a, a couple of occasions, somewhat recently. So I think naturally people are already kind of ready to to c- come at him, but and he very yeah. well might have done something wrong, but. I think he was kind of put in a weird situation there with everybody else not really doing their job. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, it was it was a mess. It was a mess. Corbin Carroll uh, hit his first home run in 30 days. Jesse, what was uh, what was his mood like after hitting that game winner? Yeah, I mean, it feels like the the first time that we've talked with Corbin after a game in in a decent while. Frankly, he just yeah. hasn't been. You know, he's really kind of bounced back over the last couple of weeks. He's had a few multi hit games here and there, but this was the big hit. I mean, this was this was the hit. This was the home run that that took one of. The, I mean, the D backs have had their share of frustrating losses this year, no doubt. I don't know if they could have possibly ever had a loss that would have been that was more frustrating than this one would have been no right? kidding yeah i mean no this kidding. was a game that the d-backs like they should have scored three runs uh, just like on paper if you play out the rest of the inning they should have easily scored three runs in that seventh inning they come away with one and then you come into the eighth inning and you're and your pitcher who's been absolutely mowing the reds hitters down had allowed one hit up to that point in the game he suddenly exits with cramping 
Torres to kind of scramble in the bullpen. You give two runs back. Uh, I mean, it, it would have just been a brutal loss. And, and Corbin fast. came through. Yeah, Corbin came through in in the biggest spot of the game. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, he hasn't. I think it was maybe July 23rd, something like that was his last home yeah, run. It's, July it's obviously been... It's obviously been a grind for him over the last month or so, but you can see it It kind of looks like he's turning a corner right now. I yeah. think he was eight for his last 16 or, or something like that, entering that at bat. Um, you know, he had a good swing, an opposite field single earlier in the game as well. So I think Corbin is maybe turning things around, and, and that's obviously a huge development for the Diamondbacks. Uh, important series to win. Not, again, we, we don't want to, you know, have 30-plus games left and say that any of these games are a must-win but a, a, a pretty important series for this team, obviously. Uh, I know that there's the whole sweeping the Reds and trying to get that tiebreaker, but that seems like a lot to ask at this point. It's just a matter of trying to take at least three or four from this team and, and build on that. Tiebreaker doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, make it so, right, like that the Reds, uh, you know, you, you can put the Reds away a little bit here by beating them, so... Uh, things things aren't so close, but um, what what do you think as far as the probables go that this uh, this series is is you know in the Diamondbacks' favor still or what what do you think? No Zach Gallon still, and we're at Brandon Fott going tomorrow. Uh, here's the rest of the uh, here here's the rest of the probables that we had uh, for this series now updated with Zach Davies, Fott Davies, Sacconi for the Diamondbacks, Green Kennedy Ashcraft for the Reds. Oh, did the Reds update that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So the red, oh, so yeah, the red green. According to ESPN. So yeah, green, green was slated to start on Saturday against Davies. So they moved up green to Friday, it looks like. So yeah, so green against Fought tomorrow. Saturday, at least according to, to the MLB app, I don't have a starter for Saturday. Uh, Brett Kennedy, I guess, it'd probably be a reasonable guess there. Uh, him facing off against Zach Davies and then and then Ashcraft against Sacconi. That that's how that one lined up initially. So uh yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not terrible. Um, you know, Brandon Fott's been pitching really well. Um yeah. we, you know, we we talked with Tori earlier today. You guys might have already covered this, but the, the D backs made an interesting decision to swap uh Brandon Fott and Merrill Kelly in the rotation. Yeah. And uh yeah, Tori basically described how, you know, down the stretch you want Zach Gallon, Merrill Kelly as your one two, which makes sense. So the D backs kind of swap those guys around. Um, and Brandon Fott has been pitching really well. So, uh, you know, Hunter Green throws extremely hard, but uh, but he doesn't necessarily get the results that, that you'd expect him to. He's in his second year in the league and still kind of figuring things out. So I think that matchup tomorrow is, uh, you know, reasonably balanced. Saturday, Zach Davies, uh, you know, you don't necessarily feel great on, on the D-back side, but Brett Kennedy is a pretty inexperienced pitcher if that's who it winds up being for the Reds. Uh, and then Sunday, Ashcraft against Sacconi that one probably fairly balanced as well. So at the end of the day, I mean, it's the D-backs have a bunch of young position players. The Reds have a ton of young position players. I think seven of their 10 starters in this game were rookies, uh, hmm. including their That's starting insane. pitcher, which was insane. Uh, the D-backs don't have quite that many, but they have some young position players yeah. of their own. And at the end of the day, it's going to be like, which of those position player groups wins out? That, that's kind of what it feels like is this series is going to come down to. And 15,000 people get a Corbin Carroll bobblehead uh, in, in, as an apology for having to watch Zach Davies potentially pitch. But, <laughs> and and uh, 30,000 people don't. Which yeah. is which is the sad reality of those bobbleheads, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jesse. It's like if I, you know, you can hold any contest and say like, "Hey, I'm going to pay one person a million dollars to 
uh, pick up all this dog poop. That means if you got 20 people doing it, 19 are going to do it for free. But um, here's the biggest <laughs> thing is that Zach Davies really is a wild card right now for this team. When you speak about the wild card and everything the Diamondbacks are going through, we have no idea what they're going to get out of Zach Davies. We, yeah, know, gonna shove. we know he hasn't been good at times for this team, yet he's shown glimpses glimpses at times this very season of being a good pitcher just not consistently uh more importantly we know he struggled in triple a uh reno so uh we really have no idea what what we're going to get out of zach davies up here uh, on saturday i'm gonna bet on the reds so hard on that game <laughs> home <laughs> runs it's for probably, every single probably not batter. A terrible idea. i'm taking the over on runs given up <laughs> under on outs got recorded under on strikeouts yeah. i am in on fading Zach Davies on Sunday. You're supposed to be a Diamondbacks fan. Right? I'm a Diamondbacks fan that likes money. He's a fan of money, Jesse. <laughs> and I'm also a realistic Diamondbacks fan. I'm yeah. not going to have them. You want me to sit here and pretend that Zach Davies is good? He's using his Diamondbacks information to win yeah, himself insider money. trading. Yeah, that's what this is. A little Zach, bit. I, I will say, you guys remember that start again. I think it was against the Tampa Bay Rays. Zach Davies lined up against the Rays after like a string of just terrible yeah. starts. Yeah. And everyone was like, all right, I don't even want to turn this game on. And Zach Davies went out that day. I think it was seven innings of one run ball. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he was that's, very, he was that's very good one that of the day. times I was. I would about. be more inclined to to have a, a shred of belief if this wasn't coming off of an injury that is well coming off of him being dog shit in Reno coming off of an injury that concerns me a little bit. However, I will say yeah. this: the one weird thing about like rehab starts and things is that they tend to like not. As, as, as ridiculous as it sounds, they tend to not go to their best stuff. Like they're not trying to go on their best stuff. It's kind of like spring training when yeah. they're like working on stuff. So they're working on, on maybe something specific, but they might change their approach when they're actually playing in competitive major league baseball teams. It's not to say he's not trying as a, yeah, as a pitcher fair. for, the, don't know for the, the Reno the Aces. Is, yeah. yeah. You don't know what exactly it is. Typically when they're, they're doing that, that's more of a, you know, backlot game or like a, a Arizona complex league game or something like that. Typically, if they're going out and pitching for the triple A team, they're still trying to uh, have success. But oh, yeah, was just, Davies also- I guess I'm just hoping that that might be the case, that he was just kind of working on stuff and maybe that maybe he, he's better when he's up here. Davies was also the Atlanta pitcher, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody said uh, that the, the radio said that he's a junk ball. Uh, Condog said the radio crew seemed to think a junk baller like Davies might fare well against the Reds. Uh, and and who knows? Maybe that's the case. Especially I don't know if I would call Davies like a, a junk baller. Junk baller? I mean, he's, not, he's not throwing like knucklers or like eight, you know, a bunch of curveballs yeah, or something. That's true. It's, that's fair. It's, it's a change up, right? They like just, they just, mean, they just mean his pitches are junk, Jesse. That's what they mean. <laughs> I think that's what they mean by junk baller, but I don't know. Um, anyway, very, Sitting again, very trash. Very pivotal. Yeah, <laughs> they are trash. Uh, very, very pivotal series for this team, Jesse. But uh, of course, we know you will be out there all weekend long. So we will, uh, you and I will be back here tomorrow doing our post-game show uh, for game two of the series. I feel like we have to shout out Paul Seawald and and the fact that like it, it's ugly every single time, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the man the man gets the job done. And and he did that once again today with his back against the wall, right? A one-run lead. A game that it would have been really tough to swallow, I think, if the Reds had come back and, and taken this one. It took almost 30 pitches. Again, it wasn't pretty. I know that he's not personally satisfied with the way that these innings have gone, but seven for eight and save opportunities is seven for eight and save opportunities. Eight games, eight games straight, eight games without a run given up. Eight games in a row without a run given up. I don't think we've seen that out of any 
Diamondbacks mm-hmm. reliever all year. Like maybe there was a stretch yeah. when Scott McGuff was yeah. pretty Scott good McGuff for was like, like ten games. Didn't he have yeah. like a fourteen game something like that without scoreless giving, giving like up? That, yeah, yeah. Streak, yeah. 14, he, he 14 at least he at least had nine. I remember he got up to nine for sure. I know Justin Martinez also got up to no, not Justin Martinez. Was it Justin Martinez? I think it was Justin Martinez. Um, but yeah, like these guys have had um, good good stretches. It's just. You know, there, there's a difference about coming out in the ninth inning and getting the save. And I don't think we've seen anybody yeah. do it this way where, like you said, Jesse, even when it's not pretty, he's still able to get the job done. Yeah, and that that's the other difference now versus a few weeks ago. Like, you know, not only are the D-backs maybe not able to, to fight back and, and get that big hit to come back, but in the ninth, who the heck are they going to, right? That was that was the question that we dealt with over and over and over again. There are still some significant questions in the middle innings of the bullpen, which we saw those issues again tonight. Um, but yeah, the ninth inning, you know who's getting the ball. And and so far, again, it hasn't been pretty, but he really he really has, has handled things nicely. Uh, the other thing I feel like I have to mention is uh, Tori talked about a pivotal mound visit uh, I think it was when Miguel Castro w- first entered the game where Evan Longoria came into the huddle uh, on the pitching mound and basically just said, we're going to win this game. Like, book it. We're going to win this game. And, and Tori described that moment as being kind of a turnaround when, you know, even he, who was all messed up after that base running blunder, he was like, all right, we're going to be, we're going to be okay. Uh, and Tori talked about Paul Seawald and his ability to do the same thing, just kind of take a deep breath in those big moments. Yeah. Uh, you know, calm the moment down and, and be able to execute. And, and the D-backs were able to do that. Paul Seawald has such a, like, dad energy. Oh, my God. Like, like a dad, the most a dad, calming dad A dad energy. who got the family <laughs> lost on vacation. Like, it was his fault, but now that they're all kind of in the shit, he's going to calm down and get the, and figure <laughs> not, it out. Not only is he going to calm down, but, like, he is going to find an awesome diner off the road <laughs> yeah, where we gonna are going to eat the gonna best cheeseburgers yeah. ever, and this is just going to be the best family You're going to have no idea that your dad had no idea what was going on the whole time. Yeah. He made it look like this was all Remember that plan. one trip to California where we never made it there, but we saw giant dinosaurs and went to that weird <laughs> diner in what the middle happened? of the desert what happened? Uh, i took a wrong turn yeah. i didn't know how to get back we <laughs> never knew we thought it was awesome that was like one of my favorite days yeah paul seawald big dad energy for sure but jesse <laughs> e-d-e big dad energy paul seawald <laughs> we we appreciate you joining us sir and of course make sure to follow thunderstick at jesse and friedman on twitter uh for all of your updates on the arizona diamondbacks and of course like i said we'll be back here tomorrow with with more on the next post game show uh for game two jesse thank you yeah, thank you guys. See ya. All right, see you, buddy. Someone finally noticed in the chat that we yeah, switched laptops. I, I did. Yeah, I saw that. I was I was wondering if anybody was going to pick up on it, and that's because uh, who who was it? I think you go up a little bit more. There was uh, there was talk about. I think it was Brandon said it. Brandon yeah. Stevens said, "Why y'all switch laptops?" We did that because my laptop died, Brandon. <laughs> but very that's very astute. Of I you. only very have my laptop up here to make me look smart and yeah. like I'm doing things. He's just he's searching on Twitter the whole show. He's just not looking the for whole show, but a lot decent yeah. amount of the show I'm scrolling through Twitter. But see, like I needed his laptop so I could read these final ad reads. So yeah. that's pulling the curtain back too much. But Jesse, drink some water. That's from Kevin in the chat. But of course, uh, one thing that you'll also need to do is drink plenty of water when you are enjoying the edibles from our friends mm. at OG's Brands. Because it might give you a little cotton, cotton mouth. mouth will get you, yeah. It will get you some cotton mouth. But a, a, a water, a polar pop. Yeah, polar too. pop, drink, whatever you need. Whatever Four you peaks. need to keep your whistle wet. But I will tell you this much. You're going to have a great time on those edibles. Because OG's Brands has everything you need. Whether it's uh, 
to get a good night's sleep, whether it's to enjoy yourself and have a good time, or whether it's just to balance yourself out. Uh, they also have taken the guesswork out of what flavors you want to get because now they have their fruit and cream mix bags. The fruits, red apple, watermelon, peach, mm. the creams, blackberry and cream, mm. orange creamsicle, mm. and peaches and cream. Mm. Can't go wrong with any of those. All of those Hall of Fame favors. Yeah, this man, he, Dude, he doesn't have one favorite cream. because he has all of them. That's favorites. why I, I'm big on the creams. Yeah, the creams are great. The creams are great. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big cream guy myself. Of Huge course. cream guys over there. <laughs> you can also get those in Sunny Sativa or Milo Indica. So strain, dosage, whatever you need. OG's has you covered. And being a PHNX listener also gets you covered because uh, it just got a whole lot sweeter thanks to our buds at OG's Brands. Right now through August 31st, uh, you can get 25% off a 100-milligram bag of the fruits and the creams at all Arizona, the Flower Shop locations. All you have to do is go to theflowershopusa.com, place an online order, and use discount code PHNX at checkout. Then head to your nearest Flower Shop location to pick up. It's that easy. The deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners. And reminder, it's available only for online orders that are picked up in person, which, by the way, is the best way to go to a dispensary. Oh my God. Why are you going if you're why are you going to go sit in well, a like, waiting room I will for say, God knows like, how long? Dispensaries, like if you if you're if you're new to the 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 cannabis game, bud tenders are often great people. They really they're, are they're very kind. They'll, they don't I'll never forget my first experience. Actually, I've never said this before. My first time going to a dispensary when it was legal, legal was the the flower shop. It's oh, the one yeah. near my apartment now, Let's actually. Um, and I was not going to lie, I was a little terrified because I was used to just kind of hitting up my friend that I went to high school with on yeah. Snapchat yeah. and going to his apartment. Yeah, meeting um, in a parking lot somewhere. Exactly. It was it was sketchier, but yeah. I understood the process a little bit yeah, more. It was I went in. Bud tenders were incredibly kind. Walked me through it. So the bud tenders at the flower nice. shop are super nice if you're new to all this. They'll and if you're and if you're an experienced vet, you're going to get annoyed waiting. Yeah, you don't got to wait. But you have to wait. Because you're going to sit there and you're going to walk in and there's going to be a newbie who's getting kind of shown yeah. the ropes. Yeah. Just go order Meanwhile, online. You're Use getting our code. Yours online. Yep. And you could just walk in. You're going to you're gonna spit on all the people yep. waiting in the in the walk-in like, line. you Derek? I'm like, yeah, I'm Derek. Damn Here's your bag. Bang, 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 out. bang. Out, out. And that's that easy. So the deal is exclusive again to PHNX listeners. And again, only for online orders that are picked up in person. Discount PHNX is active until August 31st. So go get yourself some OGs and flavor your life. OGs. Get it get in ya. Get it in ya. Get it in ya. Speaking of getting it in you, also get in you some Countdown by Wink. Uh. If you absolutely need a liftoff, uh, you need to check out Countdown by Wink. Countdown is a nano emulsion cannabis infused beverage. That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. But it is uh, zero calories. It is zero sugars. And it will get you high as a kite. True. It's currently available in seven states, including right here in Arizona. And if you are ready to escape the ordinary edibles or drinks, you got to check out Countdown. It's kind Five, of like a seltzer. Four. Right? Yeah. Three, you know, once you've taken it, two, it's too late. It's too late. Once you've drank one, it, you're already... It's Last time off. for liftoff, right? And that's all you got to do. Uh, leave it all behind and know you'll land safely back to Earth after you're done. But uh, it's available right now in uh, either two. What? Oh, that's Wink. Uh, but you can find Wink and Countdown here in Arizona. The Wink is available in two and a half or five milligram cans. Again, the Countdown is available in 25 milligram cans. Uh, you can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday Good dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica dispensary in Tucson. They're in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to about a dozen others. So uh, to find out the way to get your hands on one immediately, go to drinkwink, and that's W-Y-N-K.com. Another good dispensary, Sunday Goods. 
Sunday goods, another great nice dispensary. as hell. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Posh. Super, super posh. Super posh. Um, but of course, uh, one more thing to deal with, and that's the red eyes, right? And of course, if mm. you want to hide your red eyes, you got to have yourself a good pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. Premium polarized sunglasses that not only, not only will hide your eyes. Look how reflective uh, those lenses are. Uh, of others, but they will protect your eyes from the sun. Uh, and Shady Rays is not only an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product, but they offer also offer the most insane lost and broken replacement plan in all of eyewear. Of course, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, Shady Rays has told us they will send you a new pair, no questions asked. Uh, they have their brand new shop here in town at Kierlin Commons if you want to go check them out in person. And whether you buy them in person or online at their website, uh, if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Uh, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated by five stars by over 250,000 people. It's only sunglasses I'll wear. That's 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 a true statement right there. But Listen uh, to Jesse and smash that mother-freaking like button. Yeah, Jesse's here. Thank Look you at guys. that pure yeah. emoji smile. <sighs> It's such a pure little emoji. Does he even have a mustache like that? And also anymore? buy the gosh darn shirt now. Yeah, get that, that get that shirt. Smash the like button. Smash the it's, buy button on the shirt. Yeah. Go and, to the Go PHNX locker right now. Yep. It's funny you bring up Jesse's yeah. facial hair because both him and my cartoons have the same facial hair. Yeah. But me. he shaved his mustache. I shaved the beard part. Yeah. So now we kind of so together. Like, together we yeah. are. We're like a Power Ranger. I love it. Facial hair. I love it. Like you guys come together like Voltron for your own <laughs> pictures, but. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us tonight, of course, uh, and we appreciate you loving this Arizona Diamondbacks yeah. team, which is, in fact, once again, a wagon. You can follow True. us on Twitter. I am at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. This man next to me is at Sean underscore DePaz. That's P-A-Z at the end. Mm. Uh, of course, we are all Damon's dogs. Uh, you can follow Damon, uh, the Mac, the maniac behind the Mac at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G at the end. Of course. Pause uh, and pause. Pause and what? Pause like a his dog, like pause. I'm gonna. I need to throw both of you here now, Jesse. I need you back. Pause. This this has to go. Uh, yeah, and it, also that is crazy. Man hasn't had a mustache in a grit. Like it's been a very long time yeah. since he's had that mustache. True. True. I think True. we might need a playoff stash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll go, that? Oh. I think we go playoff stashes. Yeah. All of us? Oh, are you kidding I'm me? Down. Playoff? I am absolutely Wait, down. We're making this a thing. Playoff, <laughs> playoff stashes? Playoff just stashes? stashes? Yeah, you got it. Oh, I'm, but I, that's not as fun for me. Oh, sorry. It's not our fault that you picked the cool facial hair that we all want to do to celebrate this team. Yeah, no, we can all be playoff stashes. I'm a trend thicker. Yeah, thicker. Yeah, exactly. I'm really important. The reason I. If I could have more facial hair, I would, guys. Yeah, I know. That's how I felt when Lourdes told me that my hair should be fuller in order, like more, like that, <laughs> that that, so cool. more volume. That was that was a, that was cold blooded. But uh, of course, uh, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys for being here tonight. Of course, again, we thank you for loving this team as much as we do. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you send the goddamn runners at third base.